Hello, and welcome to The Mission with Zena Del Lowe, a podcast for artists and storytellers about changing the world for the better through story. So a couple of weeks ago, I received a voicemail message on the podcast voicemail that I have available on the website. Now, the whole purpose of that voicemail is for people to be able to leave me a message and let me know what they would like to hear about on this podcast. So if there's a particular area that you're struggling with in your story, I want to know about it so that I can help provide the tools or the techniques or the information that you need to be able to overcome that hurdle and proceed with your story with excellence. To that end, one of our long-standing listeners left a message on that podcast voicemail. And here's what he had to say. Hey, Zena, this is Colin McGuire. Um, would love to hear a podcast around your thoughts on dialogue and how to effectively write within the context of a story. I know it might be hard based on the, the variance of character, but just curious because it's one thing that you know I at least struggle with is writing from the point of view of multiple different characters, maybe you know a female character or writing you know how a certain person would talk in a certain situation and, and how to effectively integrate that into the storytelling process. So it's not making things grind to a halt or seeming like out of order. That'd be great. So the issue in question then is dialogue. As a result of this voicemail, we will now be launching into a series on dialogue, which is terribly important to storytelling. In fact, dialogue makes or breaks a story. If you've ever read a novel where the story is pretty good, but the dialogue is terrible, it almost ruins the experience. So dialogue is a key ingredient of the storytelling process. You cannot tell a good story generally without dialogue. However, it's actually difficult to write dialogue well. Over the next few weeks, we're going to cover two primary areas in terms of dialogue. We're going to cover the essential ingredients of good dialogue. What must dialogue have in order to be considered good? And that's true across the board, whether you're writing a play, a screenplay, or a novel. What are the essentials of good dialogue that we need to have in order to qualify, in order for our work to qualify and for it to be good? But in addition to that, I want to provide you with some tools, some techniques, so that you can actually fulfill the essential requirements of good dialogue. However, before we get into that, there's a couple of things we need to talk about. I have to lay a foundation of three primary things. First will be the definition of dialogue. The second is the type of dialogue that we're striving for. And the third is the foundational principle of what makes dialogue essential and crucial to the story. So let's dive right in. I first want to give you a definition of dialogue that I think is crucial for our understanding of how to use it well in story. Now I'm taking this definition from a gentleman named John Howard Lawson, and he writes, dialogue is a compression or extension of action. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that a story is not so much about what the characters say as about what they do, what they say being one aspect of what they do. Speaking is part of a character's action. 
It's an extension of action. So what happens a lot of times when I read some of the work that people ask me to read is that dialogue becomes a separate entity. It's not integrated into the character's overall action. It's like all of a sudden they stop their action and they start speaking. But we need to understand that dialogue is an extension of action. When a character speaks, it needs to be because that's the action that is appropriate for that point of the story. The character only speaks when they have to, as part of their action, as part of pursuing their goals. Now, with that definition in mind, the other thing we need to talk about are the types of dialogue. Alfred Hitchcock is famous for saying that a good story is life with all the dull parts taken out. But I would like to say that the same is true for dialogue. Good dialogue is when all the dull parts are taken out. Because the truth of the matter is there are different types of dialogue and we need to understand what type we're dealing with because that is going to color the kind of rules that we're working with. So I'm only going to present three types of dialogue. One is authentic dialogue. This is how people really sound on the street. If you had a tape recorder, this is what people would sound like. Most of us are probably writing naturalistic stories. So, because we're writing naturalistic stories, we typically want our characters to sound authentic. The catch is, we don't actually want them to sound authentic. Because, when they're authentic, they say a lot of ums and ohs. If you were to even take this podcast and transcribe it, it would probably sound bad if you put it in dialogue form for somebody else because there'd be too many ums and ohs and hymns and haws, whatever. So the key is we want something that sounds authentic but isn't necessarily authentic because we're going to use Alfred Hitchcock's principle. We're going to take out all the boring parts. So the second kind of dialogue then is called stylized. This is when it's highly stylized. It, it's not meant to sound naturalistic per se, or if it is, it is meant to be in a stylized form. So for example, in the Gilmore Girls, they had more pop culture references in a paragraph than most of us use in our entire lives. The Coen brothers often have a very stylized type of dialogue. In Sopranos, they have these gangsters talking like poets. It's so beautiful. It's so stylized the way that they're speaking. The most obvious case of stylistic dialogue would be Shakespeare, right? We don't actually go around speaking an iambic pentameter. That's highly stylized. So the bottom line is that for us, we're probably doing some sort of combination. We're probably not doing something like Shakespeare or even Gilmore Girls for the most part. That is a unique thing that would be accomplished once in a while. Most of us are trying to do a combination of authentic and stylized. It's the combination of those two things that makes us sound natural, but actually it's been highly crafted. And that's what we're going for. Okay, so now that we understand a good definition of dialogue, and we understand the types of dialogue and the kind that we're kind of going for, now we can dive into what are some of the essentials of good dialogue. Well, the number one essential of good dialogue is that the dialogue that's being spoken is essential and crucial to the story. 
otherwise, why do you have it? If it isn't relevant to the story, if it doesn't play into the story in some way, then it needs to be cut. However, here's the thing. There are five different ways that you could use dialogue in a story to make sure that it is essential and crucial to the story. Now, before I break down these five subcategories of what makes it essential and crucial to the story, the one thing you should know is it might not do all five of these things at once. In fact, that would be rare if it was able to do all five, and yet it might do more than one at the same time. So what are these categories? Well, it is essential and crucial to the story if it A, advances the plot. What do I mean? Well, this means where we have essential story information, exposition, or even foreshadowing of things to come. Somehow, it is playing into the actual narrative. It's helping advance the plot. We're understanding, for example, that, oh, here is the blood that's been spilled on the floor, and now we can get a DNA sample and see if this is the bad guy, and blah, 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 blah. That helps advance the plot. However, it doesn't always have to just advance the plot. It is also essential and crucial to the story if it B shows us essential character relationships. Now, this is something that a lot of people haven't mastered yet. There are times in your story where you might have a dialogue exchange between two people that has nothing to do with the actual plot. It's just showing the dynamics of the characters themselves. For example, in Pulp Fiction, when there's the whole conversation in the vehicle about what they call a Big Mac in France, that whole dialogue exchange doesn't really play into the narrative specifically, and yet it shows us who these characters are, and it shows us their relationship, and we are very much interested in what they have to say, even though it seems like it doesn't have anything to do with the story, but it does because it has to do with the characters. And by the way, Quentin Tarantino is a master at that. Sometimes he has dialogue where you're like, what in the world? How does this play into the story? And maybe it doesn't, but it plays into who the characters are. And so it's still relevant. It is still essential and crucial to the story. Now, it is also essential and crucial to the story if it C helps us understand the scenes. Sometimes we just need dialogue that's going to help us understand what's happening in the scene. Let's say you have two detectives who are surveying the crime scene and one of them says, oh, look at this, and they pick up a shell casing. Okay, maybe that is just there to help us to understand the scene. So that would make it essential and crucial to the story. But it is also essential and crucial to the story if it D reveals character. Who can forget the opening scene in Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards, where we have the German Nazi visiting the little farm, drinking a glass of milk, carrying on a conversation with himself, essentially, there was so much tension. There was so much uncomfortableness in that scene. And that entire speech ultimately reveals who this character is, what he is really like. And it's brilliant. 
that opening scene is worth its weight in gold. It's worth the price of admission. So sometimes you have characters speaking specifically for the purpose of revealing who they are, revealing their true character. We get to see inside their souls because of the things that they say. Now, we have to be careful with that because we can't be on the nose. We can't be overt. And that's where we'll get into how you do that later when we get into the techniques or the tools. Nevertheless, it still would be essential and crucial to the story if it revealed true character. And the final category for whether or not it is essential and crucial to the story is E. It reflects the theme. Now again, this is hard to do. It's hard to do well because we have a tendency to, when we have people talking about the theme, we easily transgress into message-driven agenda where we're beating people over the head. And that is something we want to avoid. However, there are times when a character is going to say something that truly reflects the theme, but it still works organically into the story. For example, the most classic one of all that I can think of, forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. That absolutely reflects the entire theme of that film and of a generation. The mentality, the thinking, the psychological hangups of this particular time in our culture, in our society. I mean, it really reflects what that whole story is about. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. But it works for the story on a number of levels. Even though it reflects that theme, it doesn't feel agenda-driven. It doesn't feel like it's beating us over the head. So the number one ingredient of any good dialogue is that it is essential and crucial to the story. And it is essential and crucial to the story for five reasons. A, it advances plot. B, it shows us essential character relationships. C, it helps us understand the scenes. D, it reveals character, true character. And E, it reflects the theme. Now, next week, we're going to talk about more essential ingredients of good film dialogue. But this is our foundation. This is what is launching us off into this particular area. And I hope you will continue to join us. I hope this has been helpful to you. If you have found this to be helpful, would you consider rating and reviewing the podcast on the podcast app of your choice? And if you have a question about story that you would like to see addressed in a future podcast, you can actually go to the notes section of this podcast and click on the link that will take you to that podcast voicemail, where all you have to do is hit click and leave a voicemail message for me, and then I'll know what you would like to hear in future episodes. So thank you so much for joining me today on The Storyteller's Mission with Zena Delo. May you go forth inspired to change the world for the better through story.